dog is in my shadow all day today, so. That's all right. Uh, I'd like to escape him. I get it. I get it. I'm uh, I'm recording, just so you know. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. No worries. So, How you been? Good, man. Good. I'm just, I've been goofing around with these, um, these backgrounds, so. Like, I like that one. I, you know, I think. I think the green screen just has to go like, I feel like I need like a set like you and I were talking about before. You know what I mean? Well, what, what you, I mean, ultimately it could be an easy setup of you find just a corner. Right. And if you just have that angle, it'll, mm-hmm. it's a lot more appealing to the eye and everything. Right. But I saw your interview with uh, Joby. I, yeah. I thought the background was fine for that. You had like the angle going. You had yeah. Stuff going on the wall. Dude, so that's it's literally just in my bedroom, and I put mm-hmm. my golf bag up and I hang up. You know, so like my old golf bag. Absolutely. So I mean, I think that kind of works, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, mean, what I'm trying to do, and and this is, I'm going to need your help a lot, and I, I do want to talk about this. So, yeah. Um, you know, one of them things that yeah, let me just get it started, and then we'll talk, right? So, all right, that's fine. Hey guys, this is John from the Bumbling Eddie Podcast, uh, episode 18. Uh, I have the legendary Mike Shannon here with me. Uh, Mike and I are friends um, kind of, I guess, over the last couple of years, right? So you're, you're younger than I am. However, Mike and I came together through baseball. So I, I'm rocking the hat because I miss our boys so much. And um, I, I wear it. There, there we go. go. So <laughs> I wear it all the time. And, and uh, Mike and I became actually very fast friends. Uh, we mm-hmm. have the same vision for um, not only what we're trying to do with these young men uh, on the baseball team and, and helping them, I guess, succeed. But there's a lot of things in life that we actually agree on a lot as well. So um, mm-hmm. we'll try to stay away from some of the stuff that we talk <laughs> about. All right. But, um, you know, for the most part, Mike, he's just a genuine guy. He's a, he's a hard worker. And, uh, so he's the head coach of the team, um, that I coach with. So, uh, he has a great vast knowledge of, of all sports in general. Uh, just an overall really nice guy. And, and, um, he, he does a lot of stuff as well with, um, like video and photography and he's like an announcer. You'll, you'll, you'll get all that from this because he sounds like he should be on his own podcast, which I've been trying to get him into. So uh, without further ado, it's my guy, Mike. Uh, Thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. My pleasure. I've been waiting for this for the entire week. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I've been like, all right, I have to get my hair nice and proper for it. I I even made the bed for you. I did it too. Oh, look at you. Yeah. God. But, <laughs> no, but, but thanks uh, for having me. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate you you taking the time, and and I've been looking forward to this as well because, I mean, I know a little bit about you. You know, I know you know you and I've gone back and forth, but um, you know, it's funny because some of the backgrounds and stuff um you had sent me, I've been kind of uh messing around with because you take some amazing um amazing <laughs> pictures. So I'll just throw this Thank one up you. there, right? So that's one of your pictures. But see the green oh, yeah. screen. I'm I'm struggle. I'm struggling. So <laughs> with your perception of where you're at. Well, it's just so I have a camera up here, but I'm right. looking. I'm looking down, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm looking at you now, but I should be looking up here. Right. That's why I'm looking here, but I should yeah. be looking right there. Right. Yeah. So. Man. <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm my setup is so archaic. Like it, mm-hmm. I literally it's I have a laptop over here. I have a monitor here, which is 
pretty big. And then I have my old iPhone as the camera <laughs> because my camera on my laptop is so old, it like pixelates everything. So mm. I'm trying to get this thing going to the point where it, it makes sense for me. Um, right. And I have, I mean, I have all the equipment that I need. I mean, you know, for you, you and I had a conversation before. I'm going to put this up because it's a little bit more flattering. <laughs> it shadows me out a little bit more. Um, but, you know, so I, I have some ideas and, and I talked to you about the green screen, which is obviously behind me right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like from my perspective, I want, I want the, the video aspect of it to be more, more natural. And like, it looks kind of good behind me, but like when I move, mm -hmm. like you can kind of see it's weird. Right. So, right. and that's, and that's what I did a lot of stuff with. Um, so, so add another element to it. I did a lot with, um, water polo. I still work with sure. uh, the CWPA and we go to tournaments for, I was supposed to be in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago. I was supposed to, um, be at the university of Arizona. They had the national tournament there, but obviously that got canceled. Right. But, um, we do a lot of green screen stuff and that's the problem that you get is first of all, you can't wear a green shirt. You can't wear a blue shirt. Right. Um, but once you get it all queued up and everything, then you come run into the problem of if somebody has a lot of flowing hair, then you get the little spots in between that don't yeah. match up and it looks blocky. And right. Yeah. I, I totally went through a bunch of that stuff. It's not yeah. fun. I had a, a, a friend of mine, his name is Brian Stefan. He's a, he's a golf guy I met through the golf business and, and actually through mm -hmm. a mutual friend of him, of him and I, and uh, he has a, a, a pretty big, a golf show down in Myrtle Beach, and um, great place to have it. <laughs> yeah, he's a. The, the only real interesting thing about him is that like he's he's a a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and a Penguins fan. Um, but he, I think he's I think he's a Phillies fan too, which is kind of odd. But you know, see, it, that's what one of my buddies is a Steelers fan. Yeah. Um, he used to like Dirk Nowitzki, so he okay. was a Mavs fan until mm -hmm. he retired. Now you can't not fan. like Dirk Nowitzki, though. I, same yeah. here, but it's I mean, like, like that's I like not liking David Robinson. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> right, like so, he's a Phillies fan. He's a Steelers fan. He's a Sixers fan, and he he was a Blackhawks fan. So right. I bring it up every chance I get. Like, dude, you're like the Cowboy, Yankee, mm -hmm. uh, Penguins, and uh warriors fan yeah like i'm i'm so hardcore philadelphia fan right so i'm not Absolutely. a huge football fan i i never really have been but i like the eagles and i'm i'm super are you kidding me for real like i go should Phillies. go final yeah right <laughs> but um so like phillies i love the phillies like i i would watch them any chance i get but like the eagles i could you know i like them um i've i never played football i was always too fat when i was little same and then when i got so they all played like weight football right right so i would be like nine years old playing with like 14 and 15 year olds and that's a big age gap that was the difference with me too i was a, i was a brick you know what house and right. my parents were like you want to play we went to the bridgeport dragons when i was yeah. like four and they were like nah he's got to play with the he's got to play with the eight-year-olds right yeah, I was like, no, it's all right. Went to baseball, it was fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I never did that. And then when I got to like middle school, um, actually I fractured my neck. So I never wanted to go oh, through geez. that again. I diving in a pool like a dummy and hit my head on the bottom. But 
you know, so I, I kind of stuck with baseball. There was no weight limit in baseball, no <laughs> matter, no matter how hard the schools tried and the, and the, and the little leagues tried to not make uniforms big enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's back in the day. That's why I like to wear, uh, well, my, my number, um, that I wore was number 13. And that was just because as I, you know, they went, the smallest uniform was one and the largest was 13. So there's generally 13 <laughs> or 14 yeah. kids on the team. Um, but even now for, for Legion, which we coach, uh, you know, we have to be fully dressed as you know, but, uh, I wear the number 99 because that was my uncle's number, um, when he played softball and, and, uh, you know, when he passed away, like a, a huge part of me went away, but, mm-hmm. um, that's why, you know, when I said I need to have 99, everyone's like, Oh, there's no kids that want 99. I'm like, man, there are a bunch of kids that wear number 99. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah, man. So, um, you see, I, I just get so off track, Mike. Like, no, that's what I love about it. It's like sometimes I'm watching Joe, like I'm going to the shore. Um, my buddy's flying in from uh, California to, tonight. Um, I'm going to meet him down the shore tomorrow. Um, practice your safe spacing, like all that good stuff. Dude, you're well, not going to hear that I'm going to be in a house with like 10 other people. So, right. I mean, I'm, I'm done with it. But um, regardless, I mean – that's the thing. I'm going to be listening to Joe Rogan's podcast on, on my drive down and he's interviewed uh, Tony Hawk. Dude, I and listened to it today. It I, that's was what I'm saying. Like, amazing. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, my one buddy, TJ. He said, yeah. yeah, it just sounds like he's a 50 year old dude. Just mm-hmm. like, just like an absolute bro. I was yeah. like, yeah, I mean like he wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. He hit that 900. It, no, <laughs> it, it, he, so he talks about a lot of that stuff. And I don't want to, obviously I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, it's, no spoilers. It's, it's like a lot of other <laughs> it's like a lot of um, other interviews he's done, mm-hmm. but like Joe Rogan, he, he clearly never like skateboarded or anything. He's like, a, like that hardcore, like Jersey dude who is yep. you know, out in LA now, but uh, it's a great episode, man. And all going to be moving to Texas soon, man. You see, he's talking about it. Yeah. So do you, do you listen to Burt Kreischer's? Or, no, I, you know, like, I should. I love Burt. Him and Tom Segura have one called two bears and two bears, one cave. <laughs> Mike, it's one of the funniest things. Like, and they talk about the most ridiculous stuff. And Tom Segura is very funny. And I didn't realize how funny he was until all this came out. But he's very funny. And then uh, Bert also has Bert Kreischer also has a show with Bill Burr called the Bill Burt Ooh. Podcast. Love Bill Burr. So love Bill Burr. <laughs> they, the way that they just talk is just hilarious and burt kreischer is actually doing the movie now they're they they're they're starting to cast the movie for his machine story my god they're making that into an actual movie yeah yeah that is hands down the greatest story i think a comedian's ever told like i love that story i i i need to like i love those panels where they have like seven comedians and it's like Burt, Bill, Joe Rogan's on there. You got everybody. And they just roast each other. Yeah. I could watch those videos for hours. I love those guys. So one one of the guys I've really gotten into lately is Chris D'Elia. Yeah, he's funny too. Some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, he I just like I just listen to podcasts all day. Like, you know, yeah. just because it's there, there's a lot of actually really good content. Like they'll take the news and they'll put it in the spin the way that I want to hear it. Yeah. But um yeah, they, you know, 
these guys are so successful. You see Rogan just got a hundred million dollars from Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves that, man. He's got yeah. so many views and I mean, they, just, they said he does he 150, he does like 150 million views like a month. Yeah. That's nuts. I don't That's even, nuts. I mean, if you think about it, he, he probably That's does like the U S watching him. Yeah. I, yeah. it's it's mind-blowing but i mean he puts on a great podcast yeah and that's the thing people want somebody who like he will have anybody on if you have something interesting to talk about like i listened to a guy who was um this was a really good one i forget the guy's name but he actually um was in jail in delco he Hmm. did like some serious time there he broke out of jail he went on some wild like they chased him down for like a week and he was just hiding in like media <laughs> and he goes and tells this whole story. And I'm like, I never heard a thing about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't hear anything when it comes to, you know, bad news around here. No, except for snowstorms. I love this comparison. So there's a big difference that I pointed out. I, I studied media obviously in school. Mm-hmm. So um, during winter storms, I loved to watch the six o'clock news with Jim Gardner. Mm-hmm. I love Jim Gardner. He's an absolute legend. Yep. But then if you just stay on ABC, it transitions into the 6:30 slot of World News Tonight with yep. David Muir. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and he comes up and it's Jim Gardner like showing B-roll of kids sledding down the art museum. Right. And they're like, well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a nice, warm, comfortable evening. Grab some yep. hot cocoa, grab your loved one and watch a movie. We'll right. see you tomorrow. And then it transitions and it's tonight. We have power outages in the Northeast. Millions are without food or resources. I'm like, David, calm down. I just saw kids on the art museum steps. They're all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay, we can go one day without like school or anything like that. I mean, then you look at it. Well, now they're not going to be able to do snow days. I I know. Yeah. Well, I think they've, yeah, I think they've proven that. um, I think they've proven that, you know, even from an office office worker point of view, you know, there's a lot of conversations now about real estate companies or big, you know, big commercial realtors, mm-hmm. you know, people are not, they're looking to not renew leases in the city because they're like, Hey, if we can do this now, why can't we do this and maybe have like a small communal space? Right. So mm-hmm. maybe all that whole, we work thing would have worked out now, but you know, they screwed that up too. It's a shame. I still, I still really just like, I doubt anything will go back to the way it was. I, I really do. Yeah. But I'm, but I mean, I, I am going to miss, like, I'm going to shake everybody's hand that I can. I've missed yeah. shaking people's hands. Yeah. Like it's just the simple stuff like that, that I, well, I'm afraid people are going to let go. of. Like, I mean, you and I've talked about this and we went back and forth and, and, you know, as far as the sports go, I mean, I have, I have a, two daughters that both play softball. One plays volleyball and the other play and the other is a, is a cheer uh, cheerleader. But like I'm looking around, like some of the some of the players that we've coached are seniors this year. They're they're not gonna they're in, they weren't able to play their senior year of baseball or you know, the the girls with playing lacrosse or you know it's and, just and that's, it's a shame. Yeah, exactly. And um I work at Harriton uh down in Lower Marion, Harriton right. High School. Mm-hmm. And um I was working with the freshman baseball team. It was awesome. I was right. I mean, they won their league, uh, not last year, the year before, I think they had a kid go in the second round of the draft to the angels. Right. He throws yeah. in the nineties. Like mm-hmm. I was excited. I was like, all right, this is cool. I just want to like help out a little bit. 
And uh, there was this kid that I um, help out with. His name's Avi. And um, I'm an instructional aide, so I get assigned to like a kid or a group of kids and right. I watch and make sure they're all good. Mm. He loved it. He didn't ever play baseball in his life. He went out for the team, made the team, is going to help out. And like all he wanted was just to like, I Be put a part a tee, of something. Yeah. Yeah. I just put the T down, put a ball on it, swings, he loves it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm mad about is it's not the fact. Um, besides from the fact that the seniors and even our kids, the 16 or 15 year olds that uh, are going to be 16 next year or 17, um, we're not going to be able to get them. But the kids that just want to go out and be a part of something like that, they don't have anything else to join like that. And that might be their only way to make friends or socialize. Even from like the, the, the little league level. Right. So kids that were 12 that were going to have like their, their breakout year and hit home runs on the field, they move up. They have to play on a a regulation size field now. Well, you know, close to, yeah, it's, I mean, trust me, I remember the first time I had to run those long bases. (laughs) That's when we learned to hit it far. So you don't have to run. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Mike, I always had to hit it far and I could like, I would like lead the league in doubles and you know, I'd have guys on first base that would make it home before I would get to second base. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a shame. I, I feel bad for those boys and, and, and for all the kids. And I mean, even the kids, like my, my daughter's in eighth grade, she's not going to have her yeah. semi-formal, you know, at yeah. the end of the year going up to the high school and you know, who knows what the fall brings. I'm not, I'm not fully convinced. And, you know, as much as, as much as I wanted to have baseball this year, you know, mm-hmm. when you really think about it, baseball is a really dirty and nasty, disgusting oh, sport, absolutely. right? So, like, yeah. you're always spitting, you're slapping, you're spitting on your hands and touching yep. the bat. Oh, it's it. just, oh, yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're spitting on the ball, though. licking your hand. Oh, I, I do too, but then, you know, this whole that. thing comes out. It's like, oh, if you lick your hand, you're going to die. You, know? <laughs> you got to weigh the options there, right? Yeah, they're going to throw you out of the game if you – just lift your finger a little bit. Just trying to get a grip, guys. Like, look, just trying to get a grip. <laughs> I, I just can't. Like, I I struggle every day. Like, mm-hmm. legit struggle every day to try to wrap my head around this. And it just becomes more and more difficult. And, you know, you're seeing – like, so we're here in Pennsylvania, right? So, mm-hmm. which anyone who's not here in Pennsylvania, just read the news or, or Google Pennsylvania and the governor and you'll – you know, that's as far as politics I'll go, but mm-hmm. like I'm seeing people and I have friends in Florida. They've been playing golf for like the last, like probably two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have friends in Florida that, you know, like Mike, I wasn't even able to take my boat out because the boat ramps were closed. Like, yeah, and in, that makes no sense. Right. In Maryland, you weren't allowed to take your boat out unless you had bait on the boat and you had a fishing pole and you were fishing for sustenance. If you did not have those on there, that you were getting a fine. At least that's what the news said. And you know what's nuts is those, um, there was a kid that, um, my buddy who was coming out from California, he went to school with this kid who was from Maryland, and he got to high school every day by boat. By boat. <laughs> and I'm like, I like his family would just move boats down the coast for like the summer or whatever, yeah. make a lot of money, and then they just had a boat. Yeah. And he would live on it, and then he would do all these trips. But, yeah, during high school, he's taking his boat to school. I'm like, that, this is awesome. That is, like, the absolute dream of mine. Right? Like, I would not – here's the one thing. Um, I forget what comedian said, said it. But he's like, 
money can't buy happiness, but I've never seen somebody man on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, forget who said that. That's the truth. Yeah, and, I never, but, but except for Jay Z, there is a picture of Jay Z absolutely man on a jet ski. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but yeah, in front of his what like ninety million dollar yacht. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, I'd be miserable like, too. I'd be miserable it's like, too. Like I'm happy when I see a cold Yingling. I don't know. I don't want to know what makes this right. guy happy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, man. So it's it's been it's been crazy, obviously. And I know you know you you just made kind of the career move back to like you want to be a teacher right so yeah i i mean i it was I don't, it was an interesting road man yeah i'm, I'm sure <laughs> it was it was insane just just from the fact that um you know going through school i always wanted to do broadcasting be in front of a camera all right. that um i did well enough in all of my classes like i had a former um NBC uh, or Comcast Sportsman at the time. His name's Matt Fine. Mm-hmm. He was one of my professors um, down at Temple. His kid went to uh, middle school where my mom works. Like we became like pretty good. We can still, I could still call him right now and be like, yeah, hey, Mr. Fine, how you doing? Yeah, I know. But, the name rings a bell. Yeah, he was all over the place in like the early mid 2000s. Right. That was like his heyday. And then yeah. I think 09 or 10, he went to Temple. But um, I, I went through all those. I got solid grades in those classes, but what kills me, absolutely kills me, was the uh, extracurricular or the uh, gen eds that they would yeah. make you take. Mm-hmm. I would be sitting in this one class, like looking around, like I have no idea why I'm learning about this right now. I want yeah. to learn about technology and all that. Yeah. But I end up getting out of school, and it's just, it was just almost impossible to find something that would be able to pay off my student loans in six months. Right. While also being able to just support myself, period. Yeah. Like everything's internship, internship. And I did a couple of those, still nothing came. And then ultimately, I was like, all right, instructional aid, be an instructional aid. And I'll tell you what, I've never had more fun at work yeah, than good. being in there. I mean, it's just being around the kids and there's something different each day. And right. It's awesome. Just, yeah. I have a whole bunch of stuff up here and annoys everybody around me so i can finally just like release it a little bit yeah you could yeah, be like sister, one of you could be like one of the kids right absolutely and you know it's funny um there's uh, another instructional aide his name's uh jimmy all of the kids he's only about 22 i'm 25 so it's not like i'm much older than him but he's like 22 and he still looks like he should be kind of like in high school a little bit. So it's so funny because they don't call him like Mr. Turley or anything. Right. He's, he's just Jimmy. Right. And then like, I'll come walking behind him. Hi, Mr. Shannon. Like, yeah. Hi, how's it going? You can call yeah. me like Mr. Mike if you want. But yeah. like, those kids are awesome. The school's great. The teachers are awesome. The admin's awesome. Like yeah. everything there is sweet. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I, man, I bet I if you shaved that. your face, you'd probably look seven years younger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, man. I if I shaved all of this, I don't think I would look the same at all. No. I haven't shaved this in about a year and a half clean. Yeah. And that was only because I messed up shaving. I like went too far up here and I was like, crap. I just took it all off. So yeah, I, I do that it. all the time. So I used to I used to have like a before it all went gray, right? So this actually used yep. to be brown, like that is just that is just experience okay yeah yeah dude just like that right (laughs) yo my brother's 28 he's bald too that means nothing (laughs) so i um yeah it's it's crazy i the only reason that i have this is because i have like no chin profile whatsoever like (laughs) my chin like from the side that like 
that's what my chin looks like. <laughs> like it doesn't even like there's no it doesn't go back. Like, Listen, it's just at it's least like you a don't drop off. At least you don't have a Habsburg chin. Those inbred like monarchs from Austria back in the day. Yeah, they had chins that were like out here because right. they were like they were just marrying I their need, sisters. I need something in between. Something in between, <laughs> yeah. right? But like. I know, like, when I when I shave, I'm, like, you know, like, my biggest fear is, like, chopping something. I'm, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, and that's my biggest fear with the mustache because I would actually look like a child if I messed the mustache <laughs> up and I just had, like, a chin strap or something. Right. I would look like an absolute child. We'll have to, we'll have to do that at some point. Listen, when ba- I told the guys um, on Harrington's uh, baseball team, I was like, look, as freshmen, if you get to, I think we played, uh, it was going to be somewhere around like 12, 14 games, something like that. Right. I was like, win eight games. And for the last, however long we're in school, I'll just shave everything but the stash. So right. that's my plan. As soon as baseball right. comes back, I'm going to get a Raleigh fingers going. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's this guy I worked with, his name's Nick. And uh, he grew like, he grew like the big beard, mm-hmm. but he actually, he, got like the wax and everything and he had like yeah. the whole thing with the with that kind of rolly fingers uh, uh-huh. mustache but that guy that guy i would imagine that has to hurt because it's just, it's just like a wax it's not like a no but like just all right so like if you're taking it out like say you're washing it mm-hmm. you like for my hair personally i don't know if you've ever had this feeling with your beard because it's happened to me with my beard but if you just go the opposite way yeah. And it just like hurts a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine if it's waxed like that for a couple of days and then you go to like take it out. It's got to yeah. be excru- excruciating. Yeah. But just still. like try to like, it? run a, a like a comb through it without like trying to straighten it out. Yeah. That would, that's that the trouble. With, that's the trouble with this mess too, man. I got to I got to get it thinned out every once in a while. I'm just going to start shipping all my clippings to you. We're going to make a toupee for you. Yo, I had an amazing head of hair and then what happened was like when i i guess when i got a job and i graduated school and i went went to work um my first car i bought was a wrangler right so i'd have the roof off all the time right so exactly as a matter of fact you saw me the one day in my sister's jeep when i was driving through the port right yeah yeah i did and um so what happened was i got tired of wearing a hat because you know you always get the line on the back of your head so I had all this hair and I'm like, you know, the heck with it. Let me just buzz it. So I buzzed it down. Well, I kept doing it, kept doing it. And then like, before I realized it, it wouldn't grow back like, in the, <laughs> like here. And then like, there's like this little weird thing here, but I think I'm pretty good. Like my head's pretty round. Yeah. So no. Yeah. I was going to say you have a good head to be bald. There yeah. would be no worse head than like mine. Cause right. I have like a little bit blocky. It's yeah. Yeah, my brother's got the round top. He'll he'll rock that too. I'll be the guy with the white hair at our reunion. Sorry. I'll tell you, I would love to have a, a good head of hair. Like there, I see, you know, I see so many people, and like I kill for that head of hair. And yeah, then, but you know, at the same time, how much money are you saving? Um, well, I'm saving a little bit. You know, saving Just a, little a little bit. bit. Yeah, but I still I mean, got still I still got an extra large body to wash, Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just because there's no hair there to like it's. You know, it's extra medium. It's okay? yeah, yeah. It's extra, yeah. It's all relative, depending on how you want to play it. Exactly. But um, yeah, man. So so, like I said, I'm gonna. As far as like this whole thing goes, like I know. I've reached out to you a lot, just trying to figure out what 
could be done and you're like, Oh man, I could throw this set together, whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, my plan is to create a studio in my shed. Oh, yep. Right. I, I so, you're talking the right guy. Yeah. So when, when that all comes down, I mean, I'm throwing like heating and air conditioning in there and everything like you, you have to, because I actually tried to start a, um, podcast i don't know if i told you this it was like a year and a half two years ago Mm -hmm. it was when i originally was trying to just like get out of my original job and like yeah still wanted to do broadcasting but tried to do my own thing so i did uh this thing i set up my attic i just cleared it all out i had my table had my computer set up i had a separate like computer for like my notes and everything Mm -hmm. and then i had my trophies my like baseballs like everything just like behind me but it's in the attic during the summer with no air conditioning. Yeah. So there's no face cam for that. Cause I'm right. sitting there just wiping my face for and then <laughs> winter time. I'm yeah. up there in a parka. Right. So you have to record in the spring or the fall. See, you could have just called it the, the hot and cold podcast. Like it would have been, it would have been like a whole thing. <laughs> I know that really should have been it. I really should have just embraced that and just went full webcam. Like, yeah, I'm in my bathing suit because it's summertime. I don't yeah, have AC. Why not? I have a little squirt bottle or something. Next exactly. To me. Like some, just like some oscillating fan blowing next to you. <laughs> you just, just, you're just like, like letting your hair yes. blow. That's the thing, man. Yeah. Oh, I had to shorten it up today too. Yeah. Quarantine beard is getting to me. I haven't cut this for a little while. It, it's not growing yeah, it's as fast. Nice. But, you got but you got yeah. the legit building going on. Yeah, I got it. It's crazy, man. And you know me, I just I pull on it all day. I, you know, yep. I'm sitting here. It's like instead of thinking, keep my hands off my face. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to whatever. Trying to make it grow, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I have to empty out my shed, right? So I have to build a a little box for like all my lawn equipment and stuff. There's not a whole lot of stuff in there, but. Um, right. Yeah. So my, my plan is to have like a studio in there and and a creative space. I mean, you've been to my house. It's super, super small and I don't actually have any more room right now. I'm at my dining room table looking out of my kitchen door and I can see my entire house from here. So, but I want to be able to, you know, put some stuff up and there's some really good, um, really good studio ideas. So when that time comes, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you because absolutely. I mean, equipment wise, I got a bunch I th- of stuff for you to use too, like okay. decorations. If you yeah, need yeah. some, I got cool. a bunch yeah. that are just sitting in my attic. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to just, maybe I'll get like pictures of like my favorite people and just like Photoshop me into it. And just have <laughs> it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I actually did that for white elephant. Um, was it last year? No, two years ago. I did that. Um, my buddy, the Steelers fan. I just okay. made a big old collage. Big old picture collage. I found a picture of Big Ben with his wife and kids, and I photoshopped my buddy's face on Big Ben's wife's face. And it was so I'm so good with that Photoshop that yeah. it looks seamless. Nobody yeah. realized that I put his face in there until so they I really looked at it. Yeah. Same thing with Tom and Giselle. I put yeah. it, uh, my other buddy's face on Giselle. Right. It looked too good. Like <laughs> there's just, like there was just so much stuff that you can do with it. But yeah, that's one thing. Like I've never I'm like I'm not good at like like photo i don't first of all i don't have photoshop i don't have the like the software and stuff like even like the editing software i use for this is free it's called shotcut and um like the i guess the podcast i just released with job um with job fortner if you didn't listen to it go back and listen to it Mm -hmm. um 
like I just did all that editing and it, it's very basic and uh, it's super easy to use. But for me, like I would love to learn how to do all that stuff. But again, I don't have, like, I don't have a proper setup. Like I want to have like a studio where I have like maybe like a, um, like a Mac, like a, what are the, I guess maybe like the bigger Mac. Yeah. Like the iMac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I can, you know, so I can do like editing and, and, um, that's you know, have I'm, enough, have enough I'm horsepower, I guess. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm using right now. And it is very good for, um, if you're trying to do editing or anything, right. But I'll tell you right now, the more powerful, um, like computers for that would just be a PC. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. If, if you're looking for like an editing computer, I would go PC all day yeah. only because you have so many different programs that you can use mm-hmm. that Mac just doesn't support right. because they're not going to make money off of it. So why bother supporting it? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I use, I use this free software and, and um, I mean, I have this, I have this podcast and then I have um, the weekend boater stuff that I'm working on. I, I have some footage I got to be able to throw on, but um, then I have the Aqua Rhino brand, which is right there. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with that, but I mean, I want to have a space where I can go in and be creative cause I don't really have that now. And, you know, working all day, every day, um, you know, it, I guess my escape is just really trying to be creative and, yeah. um, you know, it's funny. So I, um, I don't know if you, you're familiar with DJ Amir, but, um, he, he and I talked, talk yeah, he and I talk quite a bit and, um, he's got an album coming out called life after radio. Um, just kind of a bad time to try to release an album. Yeah. Um, or but, a good time. Memorial day weekends, really yeah, good time. <laughs> yeah. But so, so I thought about that, but if you think about it, people are still not like out and about. Right. So yeah, no. if you're listening, if, if you're in your car and you're stuck in traffic and you want to hear some new stuff, that's, I think when maybe you want to do it. And, and Joe Fortner actually mentioned that when I asked him when his music's going to come out and he said, he'd rather have people out in their car. Um, even though if he can't have live performances, right. you still get out there and, and you can get in your car and listen to music. So, but, um, so I was texting him, texting uh, Amir back and forth and I'm like, and Mike, I'm not even joking when I say this, I am trying, I want to get a ghost writer. <laughs> off, of, off of Fiverr to write me like a rap song and oh. I'm just going to put it to a beat and I'm going to do, but I'm going to, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, you know, my name or anything associated with me, but I'm going to just do it just because I always wanted to do it. And I'm going <laughs> to like, I have all the equipment that I need. Right. So yeah, I'm thinking, why not do it? All right. So funny story. I am really good at writing those. All right. Well then write, write me one. No joke. All right, right, I will. That is actually one of my strong suits. Actually writing, like, like in English, I killed it. Every time we had to do, like, poetry, got it. I I was, too. I was, too. But I I think, like, I'm going to need to learn the cadence of it, right? So, I mean, I've (laughs) even thought, I've even thought, well, maybe we could create, like, a new boy rap band, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's it crazy enough. I'm thinking to myself, like, looking back on the people that I grew up with, right? Like, so, like, Master P made almost all of his money by recording in his bathroom, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, I think this sounds pretty clear. And if it doesn't, I have a buddy who can master it, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have uh, a, a guy I, um, I worked with when I was younger 
he's like one of the hottest record producers that no one's ever heard of. Like, I mean, he's worked with all kinds of people. Like he just worked with Timberland like two months ago, <laughs> you know? And like, you see it on his Instagram and I'm like, yo, how you doing? He's like, oh man, this is, this is like, I'm living my dream. And, and those people, and that's the people that really pays to know. And I mean, when I was, um, there was one kid that graduated a couple years before me from Temple and, um, what was the album Kanye released? Not this last one. The one before was it life of Pablo. I think so. Yeah. So that album just came out mm -hmm. and he called into my senior seminar class on FaceTime and it was like eight in the morning or something. And he like, apparently woke up late. He was like half hour late for the video call. He's like, I'm sorry. I was in the studio until like four in the morning. Right. But he, he talked about it and he was like, we'll be in the, so this is an interesting story that he told us about how he got the job working for Kanye. Mm -hmm. So um, for those who don't know, Kanye is a producer before he's a rapper. Right. That's how he got his whole fame and claimed the fame. He was a producer and they were like, dude, you're good at rapping. So he started rapping and he was better, if not just as good. Um, but he brought a bunch of audio engineers, which this kid was into his studio mm -hmm. and he just did a bunch of sessions with them. He was just like, all right, I got this beat. I got this verse for it. Just line it up for me, make it sound good. And he would offer them all types of liquor, any, any girl you wanted, like right. any drug you wanted. And this guy was like all the other audio engineers were like all about it. They were like trying to just like fit in and everything. Yep. He was like, I was the only one in there that was dead sober the entire time. Yep. And I, that was the reason why I got the job. He told mm -hmm. me it was because he would be able to do all that stuff and he could trust that I was able to do all of his audio engineering and not be and distracted. It would sound like he wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wild how like the little things like that, they'll, if you have a chance to go, it, the whole thing is just be there to work. Yeah. If you go somewhere and somebody gives you an opportunity, it's not to fit in right away. It's be yourself, but just work at the job. If you do well, a that, good job. You're going to get hired. Right. So that was, that's, that was part of my conversation with, with, and I don't, I don't want to keep harping on it, but from a music point of view, that's something I wanted to understand from, from Joe, because he, I mean, he's open for some of the biggest acts in yeah. country music, like all time guys. Right. So I'd asked him, uh, you know, because I, when I've gone to see him at his shows, you know, he's clearly up there just, you know, crushing it. And he really, mm -hmm. really does. But, um, you know, he said, you know, they go on, like, they might have, like, they might mix a drink or get, take a drink on stage with them, but they're mm -hmm. not going on stage after drinking. And, and he said, because you don't really know who's going to be there. You don't know what someone's looking for. Cause you don't want to have to deal with some guy who's going to be completely out of control. And, and, yeah. um, no matter how good they are, like, do you want to, I mean, do you want to deal with the Takashi six, nine? I don't, I don't want to, I don't oh want to deal God. with that. You know, it's a whole other ball of wax, but yeah, man. So I'm, I'm really this, thinking. He, he played that hard. a little bit fly though. Takashi. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, <laughs> and he released the song just laughing at everybody for being mad about him ratting on everyone, which yeah. in all fairness, it is, if you're going to be a rapper, you cannot rat on anybody. That's like the number one rule. Yeah. I don't, but I, I mean, mean, obviously it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole different perspective. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's, a, I don't, I don't know. I, I have a whole different perspective on that, but um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I just, I look at these people that are recording these songs and bro, I, I would only need one and I could retire. Like I don't, yeah. I, you know, look at, um, um, old town road. I forget the guy, little Nas, X. little Nas X. Yeah. That's the only, he's, he even jokes about it. There's people putting out remixes mm-hmm. to that song and he's getting paid on it. Yeah, he'll quote tweet it and be like, why are you making this? I've already made 18 of the versions of the same mm-hmm. song. Yep. And he gets it. He's like, I'm yep. a one hit wonder and I'm going to ride the coattails. Why mm-hmm. not? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at like, I'm a big, like this, I'm a huge fan of like vanilla ice still to this day, like ice. still huge, huge fan of his. And anytime when I would DJ, I would play his music. And I'll request it no matter where I'm at. I'm like, you got to play this. And it's still one of them things that where it gets played. It doesn't matter how old you are, or how young you are. People are going to dance to it. Yep. yep. So I follow him on all the social medias. And then, so on there, he just came out with a new song called Ride the Horse. And so I saw it on the social media. I think it's his, but anyway, um, 4G Auto Blow is in it. I don't know if you know who 4G Auto Blow is. Yeah. Yeah. So... Forgiato Blow has a he has a um, Vanilla Sprite remix with Rick Ross, <laughs> Forgiato Blow, and Vanilla Ice, dude. And I literally just was driving and I just bump it the whole day, like it's because <laughs> it has the hook in the back. It's like do 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 right, and then it's like it starts with Rick Ross, who is amazing, I and it goes to Forgiato Blow, and then it goes to uh, to Vanilla Ice, but. Like the amazing thing about social media, like, like I reached out, I just put it on my, my story one day and I'm like, yo, I said this, you know, I'm a big fan of vanilla ice. It's like, they call it the vanilla Sprite remix. And the, the dude like the out of blow, like starts messaging me and he's like, dude, I appreciate the love, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this, you just yeah. like, you're knocking it. I don't want to say you're like knocking down barriers, but you couldn't do that with like Michael Jackson or Elton John or like, I'm no. not comparing them at all. Don't, I don't want anyone How to get pissed you. off that I'm comparing <laughs> Forgiato blow to Michael to Jackson Elton or Elton John. John. But it's just one of them things where, and that was part of the conversation as well with Joe saying, you know, I just messaged him. I'm like, yo, would you like to be on this podcast? He's like, dude, he said, that's the least I can do. Cause like I support everything. Like I had a shirt on and everything and, you go you to know, the shows, you listen to the music, yeah, you, you yeah. help like spread the word about him. Exactly. Exactly. I like, wouldn't have found out about Job if you didn't tell me. Right. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, I found him just uh, somehow he and I got hooked up on Instagram or I, I think I liked his stuff first because of whatever. But you know, when I saw him play the first time, I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like this guy can sing and like the people he's yeah. open for, I mean, are, are they're selling out stadiums. Like, yeah. you know, and, and uh, that's, um, who was the, um, have you ever heard of, he's an up and coming guy from LA. His name's Bryce Fine. I believe I've heard. So he has a song with YG. Um, um, it's called La La La. Okay. Um, look it up. Really good song. Okay. Um, but it was like the song of like late last summer. Like it released off his like uh, it was off YG's album or his album or something, and it blew up. Um, he has a couple really good features. But getting back to it, when I was in high school, I used to um, 
I used to go to a lot of these concerts for these two guys called OCD Moosh and Twist. They were mm -hmm. literally, they're literally my age right now. Mm -hmm. And they were, when we were in high school, they were opening up shows for Mac Miller. And, um, okay. and like I saw Mac Miller when he was in Oaks, when he was in Broomall, right. this like 2010, 2011, before like the kids just dropped, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, regardless, uh, he was at this one show in Fishtown. And he was just opening for OCD, and it was right. literally uh, the foundry. It was in the yeah, foundry, yeah, yeah. and yep. it's only I've been like, there. You, you can only fit so many people in the upstairs yeah. part of it. Right. And it wasn't even like it was that packed, but he comes down off stage after, and he's taking pictures. I got a picture with him, and me and my buddy, we were just talking to him for like 20 minutes, and we were like, So, like, how's it going? Like, how's showbiz and everything? He's like, Oh, it's good, man. You know, the only problem is like traveling around all this time, like not making a lot of money. I'm kind of like, living like day to day pretty much but like it's awesome seeing like everybody out here and then lo and behold my brother shows me that song that he came out with yg a year like shows me last summer and i'm like right. dude i look through my phone and i'm like i got a picture with that guy like three years ago yeah <laughs> and and i look at my phone today and there he is and he's yeah. literally with yg on a song well like, it's it, nuts yeah i mean when you when you really think about it like these guys like my kids so i have my oldest daughter's 16 my youngest is 14 so my my youngest is more of a like country kind of, she does a little right. bit of like, she likes city girls and stuff like that. Like all the mainstream kind of stuff. But yeah, my oldest daughter, like she'll send me stuff. And um, I think it was uh, young boy NBA. Like that he sounds was, like somebody he was doing shows out in Lancaster, like in a roller skating rink, like yeah. probably no, like six months we're... ago. Now he's like, he's one of the hottest guys out. Mm -hmm. I mean, all it, it takes is one song. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think for him, a lot of it had to do with the fights and stuff that were breaking out. But yeah. so you you mentioned YG, right? So you're a big YG mm -hmm. guy. So a little bit. My favorite YG song. I, I was just looking it up. Like that's why I was looking away. Mm -hmm. um, is uh, I just want to party. You ever hear <laughs> that? Yeah. Dude, that song reminds me of Jared Blair, and he's like one of my best friends. I think he might have coached you at one point in baseball. Or maybe your, may, maybe your brother yeah. but uh when i hear that like i i think of him but yeah i mean you know music mike is just it really does bring people together but mm -hmm. you know at the same time it can divide like anything Absolutely. else but like but, old you town know, road is it country or is it rap or is yeah, it and then rap? didn't yeah didn't <laughs> uh didn't uh billy ray cyrus do a remix with them too yeah so it was officially on so i think that yeah, he did a remix of the original song and that got put on like the country top 50 or top 100 or whatever. Right. And people were freaking out. They were like, that is a rap song that just has a little bit of country in it. And then I keep listening to it. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like Florida Georgia Line could be like an R&B group. They, right. they're, they, they, there's so much blending going on right now. Yeah, yeah. And I love every second of it. I love yeah. it. So I have never seen florida georgia line i was supposed to go with kenny chesney you know this oh year oh my god so, barefoot tour yeah so kenny chesney it was supposed to be kenny chesney uh old dominion and florida georgia line that's and nice so i mean i went to kenny chesney last time he was here i don't remember a whole lot about it i don't expect you um, to nobody does yeah but so here's the thing i think i got something uh slipped in one of my drinks inside <laughs> which is you know, and it, like, that's a lesson I've never had that happen before, but I, I've yeah. never, I've never had such like 
And that was when who who opened? I think it was Thomas Rhett opened. Good opening. And then so no wait, it was Old Dominion first, then Thomas Rhett, and then Kenny Chesney. And I don't remember a whole lot of Thomas Rhett other than he was wearing the throwback Kelly Green oh. Randall Cunningham jersey, right? Yeah. And that was crazy because that show they brought, you know, the Super Bowl trophy out, and that was the first time, you know, that was right after, which it bothered me a little bit because Kenny Chesney is a uh, New England Patriots guy, like hardcore. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad that he was there and they brought it out because, you know. <laughs> that should be up in New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Kenny. All right. Yeah, yeah play yeah. a song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So, you know, the, there were a couple concerts I was supposed to go to this year, and um, yeah. you know, they, they were canceled, right? So, Zach Brown uh-huh. supposed to go. I love going to Zach Brown and, like, you know, I think that's like a folksy it, feel. I love that feel. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it not too long ago. Like, it's not there. Like, I don't consider them country. I consider them more bluegrassy, mm-hmm. you know, than anything. Because, like, they're openers. Who did I see? I think it was Zach Brown last year. I think, um, what's his name? Willie Nelson's son, Luke, I think, opened really? for him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's who it was. Dude, that guy could sing. Like, he sounds just like his dad, but he, like, he can get, like, really high, like, in the octave or octave or whatever it is. It was just crazy, man. But you don't want to hear that from me, man. Yeah, I, I can. Stay in our, our vocal <laughs> I can get in that range, but it has to be like for a short period of time. You can't sustain something like that, man. We're big no. guys. We can't be having a high pitched voice like that. Yeah, and then <laughs> then my eyes start to start to kind of tear up because my throat <laughs> starts to hurt real bad. Yeah. But, that's that's serious, man. Yeah. So look, I you you do need to write me something. Like just oh, write it for me. And even just, if you could just find like some kind of beat and just say, you know, Hey, here's how you would do it. And- you know, it's funny. I actually, um, part of my, so I still kind of work with the water polo place mm-hmm. and, um, I'm like a broadcast assistant. So I help run their streams and yeah. I like make like little jingles for them if they like need an opening jingle or something. Mm-hmm. So one day I was around, I was like, that's actually pretty good. So I made like a full length three minute, 30 second mm-hmm. uh, song out of it. I didn't write anything over it. It's just a beat. I'll send that to you afterwards. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love messing around with that stuff. So yeah, came to the right guy for that. Yeah, that I, was half my college life. Well, I'll I'll tell you, like I really like I am starting to convince myself that I can make this happen. Like, <laughs> like I'm not really I'm not can. even kidding. You know, like why not me? Exactly. I mean, could you imagine? Like, I mean, I don't. And then I'm starting to think I'm like like when I DJ people are like, oh, what's your DJ name? I'm like, I'm John. Like I'm not like I'm not <laughs> DJ. <laughs> like don't don't call me DJ. Like no. Like if you want to. People are like, oh, what's your name? Like, oh, I'm John. And they're like, well, your DJ name. I'm like, it's John. It's John. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what like, you should just be. Your name is just, it's John. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I'm thinking, like, do I go, like, am I like Graybeard? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's all kind of crazy stuff I could do. And then, yeah. then I think at the same time, I'm like, do I do like a hip hop song and then do like, like a country song and then do like, like I would love to be like an R and B guy. You know what I mean? Like that is the Avenue to be in. If I could be like Usher or Neo or like any of those guys, the dream, if I could be the dream, the dream is actually the best out of all those. I will die on that mountain saying that only because Neo is a talented producer too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But Neo, Neo's album, 
I guess it was a self-titled album, right? Neo. I think so. Yeah. That, that album, that album was amazing. Yeah. 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 That was um, all because of you. Era, yeah. yeah. Uh, that era was, there was one song by um, oh, Omarion. That was another one. Um, Omarion and like Ray J and baby yeah. bash. And yeah, you're yeah. just bringing me back, man. Yeah, right. the floodgates. <laughs> yeah. Sugar Sugar by Baby yeah, Bash right, was yeah. the and song then, of 2002. <laughs> right. So like I'm I'm thinking back like and and it's funny because I just mentioned um actually I I guess I could say it here cuz my sister's birthday is tomorrow. But oh, um, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. I'll I'm I'm sure she'll appreciate this. I'm not going to release this until after um after and Happy I, uh, belated. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um so I was talking about I think I was talking to someone about her wedding and um that's a whole other subject but anyway my dad's friend came up from Louisiana who he was in the military with and back when my sister got married it was 99 and I had my Wrangler well the back seat I took the back seat out and I just put subwoofers in the back right (laughs) and yeah exactly right so and it was a soft top so every time that you would like the bass would hit this the windows would do out. that, right? Yeah. So when I had, um, like when it snowed and stuff, like I wouldn't clear anything off. I just turned the radio on and it would blow the snow off the top. But, um, yeah. So I think back that, um, I forget what song it was. Anyway, my dad had to take my, my Jeep somewhere. I was still living at home and, um, my dad had to take my Jeep and I had, I think I had, so it was 99. I probably was still like kicking like Snoop and stuff like that. Right. And my dad came back and, and I worked for John Middleton. So I always had like black and mild cigars. And my dad would always smoke them. Right. So he came back around the corner and I just, I hear my Jeep just going boom, boom. Like I hear the bass like from like <laughs> three blocks away. And I'm like, what? like what is going on here and my dad turns a corner and he just pulls up and he had like he had his hat like this you know he had the cigar hanging out of his mouth and uh, i was like why didn't i said why didn't you just turn it down or turn it off because i couldn't figure it out because there's so many buttons on your radio so like that was his thing like and then he would he would come home from work it was crazy man he would always pull up from work and and you know that was his thing but uh yeah, man. Awesome. So yeah, that music back in the day was just so good. Like yeah. now I take my, like, so I take my daughter to, well, I did. She doesn't like me to take her anymore. Probably cause <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm too awesome. Uh, <laughs> but like I took her to a couple of P and B rock shows and um, good. yeah, he, he puts on a, he puts on a good show. We went to the the first one he had or the first one we went to was at the, um what's the one that's right there near the comedy club uh which what part of town uh like, like fishtown? fishtown yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i have no idea i know of like the foundry in fish yeah. in fishtown that might have been it i don't know it's that, like right next to like an arcade bowling alley type thing yeah i don't i i don't i don't remember what it was called there's but. so many so anyway, she and I went there and of course, you know, we get there to the show supposed to start at like eight o'clock. Dude, it was freezing too. It was like, it's probably like December 30th or something. Like it was crazy. And we get there and it, dude doesn't go on till like nine 30, right? Yeah. The show's supposed to start at eight. 
And the next thing you know, you know, he comes on, he put on a good show. It was crazy though, because um, I'm not like a big fan of his, but when I go see a live show, I really try to understand the show. And, um, but T Grizzly came out and then a boogie came out. T Grizzly is the man. And then Lil Skies came out. And I'm like, I was like, what is, what is going on here? And my daughter's like, you know these guys? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, like T Grizzly. I like it because he has the same build as me. Yeah. Right? So he has like he has like the short legs and like the long torso. So like his shirt sits on him the same way. I said, look, I said, big guys are going to get love too, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, but they, they were throwing money into the crowd. Like legit throwing money into the crowd. There were girls. I mean, these kids were throwing their phones up on the stage, and I mean, you went to the Post Malone show, so you probably saw all that same stuff, right? So great, yeah. I went to, um, yeah, I saw him at Boardwalk Hall in AC, and I loved that show so much that I went back uh, for Kane Brown, Chris Dickerson, and I forget who else. Another really good guy down there, and it was right before quarantine. It was like the last weekend in January. Great show. Kane Brown's wife is from around here. Yeah, she's from Westchester. Yeah, so someone just saw him. Well, not just saw him, I guess, right before all the stuff went down. He was over at the casino. Yeah. Just yeah, just no, walking around. Yeah, and that's the same thing. You'll see. I saw, When I was at the casino, I've seen Allen Iverson there at least three different times. Yeah. And every time, everybody – like, I've met him when I worked at Mitchell and Ness. Right. And, like, his thing is he hates random people coming up to him. He just yeah. wants to be, like – by himself with his supposed to be a normal guy blackjack my buddy i told him i was like don't do it Mm -hmm. don't do it he goes right up to him dude you're my idol i can't believe you're here Mm -hmm. and he just basically told him off and then he comes back to us and he's all upset that ai told him off i was like i told you (laughs) yeah well so then i guess so growing up growing up um you know, we used to see Alan Iverson all the time because we grew up in West Conchie back, you know, obviously. Yeah, he, like, lived there. Yeah, so he lived right up the street. He actually lived on one side of West Conchie, and then when they lost the finals or whatever or something happened, mm-hmm. a bunch of people went to his house, and so he ended up moving. And he lived next to and like Shyamalan. So we used to see him all the time because he would be hanging out at the boathouse on Fayette oh, Street. Yeah. And, like, we would just be walking around because we had nothing else to do. And – um you know, we'd see him all the time. And then, you know, as we got older, I remember being at the Wawa right there in, in West Conchie and um, he'd pull in and like, you, you would just be like, Hey man, you know, great game or whatever. And he, he would just say, thanks. And then, you know, when we were younger, when he first came, cause mm-hmm. it, what did he come? 96, 96 rookie year. Yep. 96. So I was, as I was a June junior. Maybe, maybe I was a senior anyway. Um, no, I had to be a junior because the season ends. But whatever the case was, he he would pull in in his his uh, Bentley, the white convertible with the white everything, and we would just be standing there and we'd have nothing to do. So he'd come up like, "Yo, man, what's going on?" And he's like, "Nothing." We're like, "Yeah, that's a nice car." And he'd be like, "You can you could sit in and just keep your feet off the seats." So like, we would just hang out and and wait for him to come around. But that goes back to like Sean Bradley lived there, Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. I just had this conversation. Same gym, as, uh, same gym as Chuck. Yeah, he goes to uh, Planet Fitness in Ardmore. Yeah, I just yeah. blew up his spot, so everyone's going to see Charles Barkley there. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll drop that out. 
Well, look, I don't have I don't have a <laughs> no, whole lot of listeners anyway, Mike. Like, who's really going to uh, listen to this, right? Yeah. No, somehow he'll find out. Somehow he'll find out. He'll yeah. sue me. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. I'm sorry, Turner Sports. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah. So like, it was you know going back like Dr. J, Sean Bradley, and and me and my buddy Nooch were talking about this. Um, you knew Joe Antonucci. Yeah, I love yeah. Nooch. Yeah. So his yeah, oldest so brother. Yeah, everybody has the same nickname for those brothers. Right, it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> so his oldest brother and I are like super, super tight. And um, so, you know, in talking with him, he and I were talking about different things. And and um, like Herschel Walker used to, when he played for the Eagles, he, we used to jog with him. Well, I mean, for a very short period of time because he That's would just, because yeah. he would jog, he lived in the Marriott for a while. Mm-hmm. And he would jog all the way up to where REI is. And then back, like that was his like normal morning routine. And we would go over and, and like, you know, he signed all kind. he signed everything for us. And, and not until probably, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, did we all realize that he's, I mean, he's a super introvert. Like he doesn't like people talking to him at all. Wow. I didn't even know that. Like, did you, did you know he, he fought in, you know, he fought in the MMA. Did he really? Mike, look up Herschel Walker fighting MMA. He is he was devastating. Like Jeez. it was ridiculous. And he was 40. So it was like and he might have been a little older than that, but I mean he and they say that he never is he the one that never lifted weights? Yeah. Uh well that was what Alan Iverson said. He said they were they were too heavy. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, yeah. But one of lift weights. Yeah, one of, one of those football players didn't uh, never lifted weights. I don't know if it was Herschel Walker or, and I, I maybe I it was Bo Jackson. Yeah, because one of them used to literally run up a hill that was like this. They found yeah. in like Minnesota or something. They would just right. run up this hill. Yeah, yeah. His off season program. Right. <laughs> so, so what else you got going on, man? You going to start this podcast or what? I'm thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. The problem is I have a lot to talk about, but I get easily just like uh, I could start on one thought and I won't finish it. Just include just, jump to 50. just include the word bumbling in your title like I do and you'll be fine. Cause you, <laughs> I'll, just, all right, I'll, I'll alter it. I'm the stambling uh, or the stambling Pollock or something. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. Um, yeah, man, but yeah. I definitely think you should do it. Look, even if you just write down some bullet points and just hit on them, like the one thing I've realized is if if I don't have a guest or someone on here, like my watch time is very, very short, like under 10 minutes. Like, so I try to keep everything, um, you know, 10 minutes or under, like if I'm just like the other day I did one um, about like how I uh, envision things to be, right? So I, I reverse engineer everything in my head. I say, okay, like I want to be retired by a certain age. I want to be living in this place. How do I get there? And I'm just like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do this. And I just work my way back to where I am now. And, you know, hopefully I get there. That's just the way my brain works. So absolutely, no, that's awesome. But I I want you to get something going because I know, I mean, you have a lot of stuff you could talk about. You could even do like a daily sports thing. Yeah. Well, that was funny. So I actually was starting a um, podcast with uh, one of my buddies right before this all went down, I was actually doing it. Um, forget what we called it. It was going to be like Kings of Prussia or something like that. And we okay. were just going to talk about anything we wanted, but half of it was going to be sports and the other half was entertainment. And then they took sports away. 
And then entertainment's been slowing down a little bit too. So I'm yep. like, all right, this is kind of tough. But so, so I've seen, I've seen a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out. And even if it's just on social media, it's like all the old school, like baseball stuff. Like when, um, Oh, I saw the old timers game uh, from 86. It was, yeah. I saw Ted Williams bat three times at Fenway. He got right. out every time, but I loved watching right. that. But there, there are these guys that just do these, um, like they'll just kind of analyze and break down. Like I saw one with, um, you remember yeah, Norm Charles? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of his videos. He's the, the, really. The latest one really? I saw, yeah, the latest one I saw was. Um, when Norm Charlton uh, ran Mike Sosha over, <laughs> yeah, that was like the greatest. And and Norm Charlton was he was a pitcher, right? So he was part of that legion of, was it uh, that might have been the Legion of Doom or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget what they were, but um, that was back in the Rob Dibble days and and all mm-hmm. that. So actually, Jared Blair always wanted to be Rob Dibble. He liked the <laughs> he liked to throw at people. <laughs> he might not admit that, but Jared loved throwing at people. See, I found out um, as soon as I learned. So I have instead of it's actually ironic. I have baseball in my hand. So like I was always a catcher, right? right. So I would always just try to fool around with like pitches and everything, just because mm-hmm. I never could throw them because I was always behind the plate. So like I would obviously get the four seam down, get the two seam down. But then my brother tried to tell me to throw a curveball like this mm-hmm. with like my knuckle down. I was like, all right. So I throw it and I flip, and it works a little bit, but I have like no control over it. Yeah. So what I found out is, and you can take this home with you. So, so you cross the laces mm-hmm. real nice. So you almost have like a C looking at you. Yep. And I legitimately aim for their front shoulder. Yep. And that thing will cut right across the heart of the plate. And that is what I learned makes an effective curveball. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that much break or something, just throw it at their head. It's going to break. It's not going to hit them, yep. but it's going to make them go. Oh. Yeah. And it'll make they, them. It'll make them think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's great though. You yeah, I had throw, a throw people. You just got to make it look like a mistake, right? So <laughs> I um I never growing up, I guess through little league, I was never allowed to. I had coaches that they wouldn't let us throw like curveballs, right? So it was just like you're too young, you shouldn't be doing it. And then like towards the end of like your 12 year old year, right? Your I guess your your last year in little league, they would start teaching us some things. And yep. Um, my buddy Chris, um, his brother Kenny was on my team, and they taught him to throw. It was the nastiest curveball I've ever seen. And I remember we were playing tournament ball up in Coventry, and mm-hmm. um, and and Kenny showed me how to throw this ball, and I did it, and it just it dove like mm-hmm. it it dove so bad, and I had to catch. So I was a catcher too, and I actually remember he threw a curveball. I stuck my glove out like this, and the bat hit my hand. Oh yeah. So not only did I have catcher's interference and they got the base, like I thought my hand blew off of my, my arm. Yeah. Um, but you know, getting, I guess on the, on the baseball side of things, like we have a couple guys next year that I'm super excited about um, without saying their last names. I think, uh, I think Sean's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah. He's got, he's got just like the build of just a pure athlete. Yeah. Yeah, they and then yeah, we have yeah we have a, a few guys. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Sean's That's definitely one of them. Um, obviously Nolan will probably be six nine by next year. Six nine two fifty. Yeah, and uh, 
obviously musky and um i can't wait to see him running and, and uh, um unfortunately we won't have ashton right yeah yeah That's yeah he um he's doing well though he's doing well he got he got the situation taken care of from what i understand and and he's doing well so because i know soccer is like a huge thing for him too and yeah. that is i would hate for him to have a leg injury cost him soccer yeah no he um <laughs> yeah 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 he uh it's funny, man. I think back like on just the fun that we had. Like we, I think we were a good we were a good ball team. We just we're mm-hmm. young, right? And I think yeah. this year we would we would have came out and been you know difficult to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine next year though. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be okay. Um, yeah. We we have some we have some really good talented kids coming up, and you know, Absolutely. and uh, with. Uh, we got Preston coming up, right? Oh yeah! Like I can't wait to see him. I, yeah. I can't wait to have his dad. I can't wait to have Blair involved, yep. just from a leadership point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're we may still have a Babe Ruth season. So I've I've put in if we're able to have a Babe Ruth season, I put in. I would love to be a coach or the coach mm-hmm. um, to try to try to pull these guys together. Absolutely. If that happens, I will happily be by your side and helping yeah. out with that. Yeah. yeah I've so. been having the itch. I literally keep this on my desk just because when I'm teaching, <laughs> I'm just like sitting here like, all right. Like, yeah. Like I need something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never thought, I never thought that I would miss pushing dirt around so much. So much. I would yeah. rake that field 10 times over. If yeah. we could get to play, but Boy, you cut the grass with your weed whacker last year. I did. Yeah, it was growing in the infield. That was dedication. My legs were cut up for weeks right. because of that. Well, that's because you were wearing shorts. Yeah, but I, in all fairness, I wasn't wearing long pants. It was like 98 that yeah, day. It was. It was, it was crazy. So, uh, I had some. Uh, I had a couple groundskeepers uh, from the school district come up to me. Yeah. They were like, what are you doing? It's like, we have a game in like five hours, and there's an entire infield filled with weeds. Right. That's <laughs> like yeah. – yeah, so it wasn't the prettiest, but hey, it's a ball field. I played on Chiquino with shards of glass and trash in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still like that down there today. Yeah, still shoot. like that. But uh, yeah, man. Well, look, I I appreciate your time, Mike, and uh, I can't wait I to get back out on the field. Time, man. Yeah, and uh, I think I really do think you should start to put your own little deal together. You know, right. I think I think right now is the time. I do. Oh. I think. I got a name for it. It's the Stumbling Yeti. How do you like it? Hey, whatever. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I got a, you know, I'll, I got someone who can do a a logo for you too. We yeah. <laughs> just change a couple of the letters. Yeah, I would just make it a red logo instead of blue. It would be yeah. like an orangutan instead of a Yeti or yeah. something. <laughs> Yo, on that note, did you see the Phillies and Sixers mashup uniforms? No, they're probably really nice, though. You got to look it up. I think it's a Sixers. I think it's a Phillies Sixers. Um, I think it's on Bryce Harper's. Phillies um, Sixers jersey mashup. Because yeah. I saw the um, Philadelphia Union did that with their jersey. They basically were like, all right, what would be the kits for the Phillies? And mm-hmm. the Eagles one looks sweet. Yeah. Um, so they're like the cement gray with the with the stars around the 76 up on the um, – on the chest it looks oh, yeah. amazing man I, I would love to see that i mean i'm a i'm a purist man i i don't want them to 
I would love for them to go back to the old Phillies, like the the blue. I think yeah, the burgundy and the and the light blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the best jersey in all of baseball. The only one that can honestly come close to it is the Cardinals baby blue as well, and that still yeah. can't touch it. Yeah, yeah. Or Royals baby blue, like a Bo Jackson '80s Royals. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Royals, the Royals were pretty much the ones that really started that i think right yeah i mean royal blue and then they were like oh let's just go powder i'd love to see the old Orioles stuff going on yeah like the old like the bright bright orange um i have a um i think i still have it i might have sold it i'll be mad if i sold it it was a uh, brooks robinson jersey Love Brooks Robinson. It was an old cotton one or yep. wool one. Yeah. So it was so hot and itchy, and I would never wear it. Yeah. But I just loved having that jersey. It was great. Yeah. I had a I had an autograph from him. And um my mom worked for a doctor and his son went to Johns Hopkins on um a baseball scholarship, but he was he's a doctor now as well. And um he got some kind of award and and Brooks Robinson signed a bunch of stuff for me. Awesome. And um I didn't, even, I didn't know who it was because I was so young. <laughs> like, wow, and some I remember looking at it and the way he signed it, I was like, who is Bazaki Robinson? Because the way he wrote it, it looked like it said Bazaki. And I'm like, what is it? So I'm like, whatever. So like, I, I think I might have like wrote on it or I needed the sleeve that it was in for like some book report. Yeah. And I don't even know where it went. You know? So I lost a Willie Mays signed ball having to catch at my mom's house with Jared. <laughs> I would kill you. <laughs> you know, it was, I remember it was literally looking back. It was like the sandlot. Like I was like, I need a baseball. And so we were having a catch and I lost a Willie Mays signed ball in the woods. It's, it's the ball is probably still there. I looked for it. Um, every once in a while I'll look for it, but. Yeah. Know. And I mean, the one cool thing I have is, um, my grandfather or my grandmother actually had it. Um, it's in my possession now, but they, um, my grandfather had a heart attack in the nineties, I believe. Um, that was like his first of many, he, he died in 2015. So he got over that one. But, um, while he was in the hospital, he was a huge Richie Ashburn guy. Mm -hmm. Somehow, some way, uh, Richie Ashburn wrote a letter to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And so it's, note like envelope is still like i have the envelope and the letter all together signed at the bottom richie ashburn mm -hmm. and i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> i was like you got a richie ashburn signed a letter and wrote a letter to you it was like hello dolores i'm sorry to hear about bill and the tough time he's having and right, i'm like yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah you're talking to whitey <laughs> so i have um i, I think I think I mentioned it, but I, I'll have this conversation with Jared as well. But like Jared and I were like brothers, still are like brothers, but mm -hmm. like growing up, he was my first friend I've a, ever had in my life. Cause his mom and my mom were like, they were first friends. So I in, it had to be 96. And that was the year that Richie Ashburn and Mike Schmidt were both going into the hall of fame. Yep. <laughs> so my aunt who I live in her house right now, she and um, my mom were going up to Cooperstown because they wanted to be a part of this whole Phillies. Like it was a big Phillies day, right? Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, that year I was in a home run derby. So I don't know if you remember the old home run derbies that Phillies used to put on. Mm -hmm. 
but I was in that and I was in the regional qualifier. And if I wanted the regional qualifier, I would go down to the, to the vet back in, you know, the old vet. And, um, so my mom's like, Hey, she's like, you can't go to Cooperstown. I'm like, what? She's (laughs) like, yeah, she's like, you can't go. She goes, you started this process. You have to finish it. I'm like, are you kidding me? She goes, no. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, we're going to take Jared. So they took my best friend instead of taking me. And then like the stories that they tell me about the time they had there, I'm like, you know, like I I actually just sent Jared a picture that I found. My mom sent me a bunch of pictures, but you know, they just went and had like the greatest time. And like, here I am, like I was at this, you know, home run derby thing that I was at. And, uh, but it was worth it. I got to, you know, um, go down and I met Harry Callis and that's you know, awesome. Yeah. Like Jim Eisenreich came out and he was hanging out with us. And so that was 90. It's 90. It had to be 94. Yeah. 94, 95. Cause I met um, Pete Inconvelia too. So that was big. I think I met him, but whatever the case is. Yeah. So like, you know, there are those things, Richie Ashburn, Mike Schmidt going to hall of fame. I'm going to get to go. And then my mom's like, um nope, yeah you, you can't go so, <laughs> and and i guess last last story and then i'll shut up because again mike this is the bumbling yeti <laughs> like to just talk about stuff nonstop. um so when i worked for altria um i would go down to richmond a lot so philip morris usa and uh one of the guys i got to know really well his name was joel um i'll leave his last name out but his cousin is andre dawson Jeez. So, like, he's telling me all these stories. He's like, oh, yeah. He's, he's like, when I would, you know, I would go hang out at my cousin's house. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I would go. And then he ended up being the bat boy. So he was a bat boy for that team. Like, Andre Dawson, Mark Grace, like, oh my God. all those guys. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's great. So then when Andre Dawson went into the Hall of Fame, he, because, like, I talk baseball with him all the time, like, all mm-hmm. the time. Joel's such a good dude. I, you know, I'll, I'll probably reach out to him. Maybe I'll get him on here. That'd be interesting. Um, but he's such a good guy, super genuine. And I had a golf tournament that year for my dad when it was like my dad, and my uncle I had a golf tournament every year um, to benefit the Mayo Clinic and Peter's Place, which is right in Radnor. Mm. Um, he goes, yeah. He he called me. He's like, yo. He's like, my cousin's going in. Do you want to go? He's like, because I can get you like all this access. And I'm like. I don't know. And I, I think at the time I was going through some stuff and I was like, you know, I, I can't go, but that's the one thing I wish I would have did because like he was up there, like the whole family was there just hanging out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think at that time, Andre Dawson might've been the GM of, or the assistant GM of the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he's telling me, he's like, oh, he's like, you want to go to the game? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, well, you have to sit with the Marlins wives and the families. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, some, some really good, interesting baseball stories. So. um, Oh yeah. We could go on for hours with these. Yeah. I don't know if it did. Did you listen to the podcasts I did with, with Nooch? No, not yet. So go listen you know, if you want to listen to it, go listen to it. But there, he and I went to the, the 96 all-star game and there's I'm still a salty about that because they haven't been back since. Right. Well, they're coming back in 2026. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot, man, this coronavirus really just 
Wipes your brain. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's really funny story about him. Like he, you know, if you know, if you know any of the Antonucci's, you know that you're going to have a good time when you go hang out with them. Right. So, but he, um, the the story I'll, I'll see if I can, if I get the timing of it, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can just scrub to that part. But like, okay, there we sat, we were in front of Emmett Smith. That's how good our seats were. Like, and, Cowboys suck. Yeah, right. But <laughs> you know, I looking back, and then there was a time. So there was this girl. Anyway, there's this girl that we worked with. Her dad was a surgeon down in Philly, at one of the big big hospitals, and um, she would get tickets like all the time because I think her dad was part of like the Phillies, or her somehow friends with the Phillies doctor. So, like, I remember I parked in Bill Giles' spot one time, <laughs> on, underneath the vet. So you you know, no one ever parked yeah. under there. So they just kept telling me, they're like, just go here, go here, go here. Cause I had a special parking pass. And uh, yeah, I parked in Bill Giles spot and I had my dad's 86 grand am <laughs> and it had like a rust spot on the door and like the, the thing was falling off the side of it. And, but yeah, we walked out. I don't know if you remember the, um, the seats that were on the field, but there's plexiglass right in front of them. Yep. She and I sat right there. And I'm like, how did you even get these tickets? She goes, huh, my dad just got them. I don't know. Dude, we had all, all the food was free. All the, you know, like the parking was free. The tickets, everything was crazy. So anyways. Uh, we got we to gotta, uh, get the screwballs when this is over and we'll reminisce about baseball. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, even if we have to sit in the parking lot, I'll just put the tailgate down and we can just sit in there. Absolutely. I'm all for that. I'll bring the beers. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds good. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I appreciate you being on here, Mike. I know, you know, we did a whole lot of talking about nothing, which is great. That's all I love talking about. <laughs> the best conversations to have. But, uh, Absolutely. yeah, man, if you need any help with anything, let me know. I'd, I'd love to, to, to get you, you know, rolling on this because you, you definitely have – you have a lot to talk about and I think it's, it's stuff that people would like to listen to. So, I mean, just from my perspective, but, um, thank you, Mr. Yeti. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You got it. (laughs) And, um, so I'll just close this out here. Um, again, everyone, this is John from the bumbling Yeti. Uh, my guest here today was Mike Shannon, uh, just a a good friend of mine, uh, someone I know from baseball and, and kind of that relationship bloomed into a, what I would consider a really good friendship. So, um, you know, just keep, uh, keep doing your thing and hopefully baseball comes back soon. Right. That's, that's right. We got, it's got to come back eventually. Look, I don't even care. And there's a whole other subject we could talk about, about those robots that they're putting in the stands in. Yeah. It was a Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to click on a different button to, to post that one. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. Again, Mike, I appreciate it. And um, if you have any ideas for me, you know, I, I value your opinion a lot, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, really anything for that matter. Um, and I do have an idea I will text you about because I <laughs> think that you are the perfect person for this thing. Um, <laughs> All right. Perfect. But uh, I don't want to talk about it here because it, you know, it'll, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll travel around very, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> very quickly. All right, so cool. I can't but, wait uh, to text then. Yeah, Dude, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Yeah, thank man. You. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up at some point and, um, definitely grab some beers and grab some wings. And I still, I hope, I hope screwballs like makes it through this. Oh, they are. They are. 
I've seen them. They're they're still doing some stuff, so they're all good. They you think the wings will? Do you think they'll still have wing night? They better. I'll riot. Like if they keep their wings the same price, they will. They well, they could jack the they beer keep prices. It the same up. price, they'll keep having wing night, and people will still come. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to go down and eat in there. Public restaurant. I can't wait for it, man. Yeah, no. Who would have thought? All right, buddy. Well, look, uh, enjoy the shore and the beach. Thank Where you. are you going? Which shore point? Uh, going to Margate. Going to Margate. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not really going to the beach because they have – you have to be like fishing and like that's – like you can do a couple things but not much. So it's going to be like a little picnic pretty much. Just change the scenery. But you're, you on the you on the bay? No. We're actually um, – so we're two blocks from the beach. It's okay. really, really nice. It's awesome. Okay. We're right off of uh, Ventnor Ave. So okay. we're right by the Monopoly board. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty easy ride. Should be pretty easy. Yeah. It's it's you drive to AC and you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I have, I have a buddy that has a beautiful house there in Brigantine. Oh, yeah. My buddy's girlfriend has a house there. It's it's gorgeous. That yeah. island is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Good deal, man. Well, look, have a, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the holiday and uh, be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Memorial Day. Yes. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you. Thanks for having me. See you.